Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Dallas Step Discussion for yet another Monday night. It is July 16th, 2018. We're halfway through the month already. Time flies when you're having fun. We're having so much fun, we can't believe it. But uh, I do want to welcome everybody and remind everybody that this is Dallas Step Discussion, which means we discuss things. We discuss legal issues, use of the courts, the consumer protection statutes. But one thing we don't do is give legal advice. First of all, we don't know what it is. Second of all, uh, lawyers get to do that. They come up with some kind of magic permission from the Bar Association to be able to dispense legal advice, but we can't, we don't. So if that's what you're looking for, you're in the wrong place. If you want to learn about the courts, the uh, proper use of the courts, the uh, consumer protection statutes, uh, how to deal with uh, various situations regarding debt issues, uh, well, that's what we're here for. It's all about education. It's not about giving legal advice. When you come on this call, you are unmuted automatically, and I ask everybody to please mute yourselves using either star six uh, on your phone or a mute button if you've got one of those, but please have yourself muted so that we have a quiet call. Uh, There are a lot of people that listen to these calls. They download them. They put them on their MP3s. They listen to them when they're going to work, when they're riding their bicycles, walking, who knows what. But uh, sometimes people don't uh, have the time to listen live in the evenings. Maybe somebody works at night. So uh, please be courteous. Have yourself muted so we don't get that inadvertent noise. You know, the dog barking, the dishes clanking, uh, the toilet flushing... We don't want to hear those things. So please have yourself muted. It's much appreciated by everybody that listens to these calls. And as I said, the whole reason we're here is for educational purposes. And we want to hear about good things that are happening with people uh, in whatever they're doing, their uh, endeavors, whether they're uh, trying to reach a settlement with somebody. Uh, Maybe they've got... uh, Somebody that violated their rights by using the TC, uh, violating the TCPA, calling them on a cell phone, or uh, maybe they've got junk in your credit report, so on and so forth. But if uh, people are dealing with those issues and they have some good news uh, regarding the situations, we want to hear about that because God knows we hear enough about the other nonsensical crap from all the other sources that's floating around out there. There's just an absolute blur of uh, other noise and nonsense that's going on, and I've gotten real good at ignoring that, but not everybody has. So if anybody has any good news, all you have to do is speak up right now. You don't have to hit star 8 to raise your hand to ask a question or make a comment. Good news, you just let her rip. So if anybody's got any, let's hear it. 
goodness, it's quiet. We do have a smaller number of people on the call so far. People are slower getting on in the summertime, and we do have fewer people on the calls in the summertime, as I've mentioned. I, I mention this on a weekly basis because that's just the facts. We're here whether there's a lot of people or a few people because we make ourselves available every week to answer questions and help people. If we don't have questions, if we aren't in a position to be able to help people, then we will end the call early. And the reason we do that is we're not here to listen to ourselves talk and use up a little more oxygen in doing so. So uh, if we don't have any good news, I don't really have any uh, uh, good news, anything. Uh, I did get uh, what are supposed to be finalized documents for the... uh, getting into discovery on the Midlands situation. Uh, I'm going to be uh, going over that in the morning. And uh, there was a questionnaire that's going to go to Midland for them to provide information to the plaintiffs. And there is a questionnaire for the plaintiffs to provide information on the violations that they allege against Midland. And if it's uh, TCPA related, which that's what the MDL is uh, all about. They're not dealing with any of the other stuff. They want to know, you know, what phone numbers were called, what evidence you have, whether anybody spoke, whether you had an account with them, how the account originated, all of these kind of questions. And of course, most of that doesn't apply to me because I never had any account. They evidently were calling the wrong person. I don't know that to be an absolute fact, but uh, because there's no evidence to it. I could say, oh, they were calling the wrong person, but do I have evidence of that? No. If I said that, I would be making an assumption, and you know, we talk about that all the time. Don't make assumptions. So I will say, uh, I'm going to guess they were trying to call someone else, and they have not proven to me otherwise or given me evidence otherwise. So I can give them all the dates and times, whether I answered the call, if I said anything, if they said anything, I have all that information documented. So I will have to provide all that information with that questionnaire after the court approves the questionnaire and it gets distributed, which will probably be in September. As we've said so many times, the wheels of justice turn Slowly, and in this case, very slowly, because this started four and a half years ago for me. So, anyway, that's what's going on as far as anything I've got. Uh, Like I said, we have a smaller number of people. We're dead in the middle of summer right now, the middle of July, and uh, we do expect fewer people on the calls. So, uh, if we've got people that have got questions for us or they want to bring up the subject to discuss, uh, we're more than happy to entertain those things. And uh, we will help anybody that we possibly can. I'm going to pull these uh, alerts off here. That was an alert on my trading platform that you were hearing there. So uh, the bottom line is we're here to help people. So if anybody has a question or a comment, Hit star 8 on the keypad in your phone. That will put you in the queue. And 
we can address your issues, hopefully. If we don't have the answer to your question, uh, what we will do is try and point you in the direction of where you would find the information that you need. We aren't know-it-alls. We're not here to pretend that we know every single thing. We've learned a lot. John, Terry, myself are all litigators in federal court, and we've got a fair amount of experience, but it doesn't mean we're experts. So with that said, we're going to go to Who Knows Truth. I have to mute you and unmute you to get you out of the queue. Go ahead. Hi. I, I don't have a, a question tonight. I'm just going to listen in, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm not able to get through to the, um, to the, to the board. I'm just on phone. I don't know if anybody else is having trouble. I just wanted to let you know that I don't know how many people you can see on the board, and I don't know how many people you can see on the phone, but um, I just can't get yeah. We've got a few people on the board. I, I, it must be an issue that you're having particularly. Because uh, okay. I had I had no trouble getting in whatsoever. My for me uh, anyway. You know, once in a while I have some trouble getting in, but tonight it was just boom, boom, boom. And we've got a number of other people on there. John's with us, and Terry's here. So okay. Well, I I use two different um, internet providers to uh, get through, but it's probably something in my area. I just wanted to alert you to that. There might be okay. More no, that's uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that and. Uh, Hopefully nobody else is uh, having any trouble getting in. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will start six. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Cleveland. You are unmuted. Hello, Cleveland. Yes. Hey, how's it going? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, um hope everything is going well. I have a question for you. Okay. Sure. Um okay, my my fiance, she has great credit. And what's happening is she has a common last name. Her last name is Williams. Okay. So what's hap- so so what's happening is every time that she goes to apply for credit, she has to go through a verification process because um now her name is Tatiana Williams. There's another Tatiana Williams and what happens is the other Tatiana Williams has bad credit. So she okay. has to go through the verification process. So my question question to you is, once we're married and her last name changes, do you think that will stop the verification process with, um, where she won't have to go through that again? Um, I don't think there's any real way to know that. Uh, and I okay. think I think possibly it may not, because okay. it's going to be uh, a verification process is going to be related to her social, which of course okay. when you get married will not change. Okay. Um, I don't know that to be uh, you know to be the fact, but um, I I would say that's a potential situation that you may have to look at. Uh, okay. the, the name change possibility, it might eliminate the problem. I mean, uh, you'd have to, uh, uh, she would have to talk to, you know, the uh, uh, consumer reporting agencies and uh, uh, alert them to what has occurred. You know, the fact that uh, she has gotten married uh, is the same social, but the the name uh, is changed uh, due to marriage. It's not something devious going on. You know, right. the 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 other person might do, you know. 
the the other person that's got the bad credit with the same name. You know, you never know what people are going to do. I mean, exactly. And it was what was so unique about this situation. You know, when she spoke with an attorney, um, an attorney said, "Well, hey, you know, if you have any other negative items on your credit report, just go ahead and just file bankruptcy on the negative items." And I'm like, "No, no, no, absolutely. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." But then it right, came from an attorney. Right, exactly. And I looked at it a multitude of ways. I said, for number one, we're going to help out the other person. And then for number two, what? then you'll have a bankruptcy on your credit report. For something that, that doesn't belong to you. Exactly, exactly. What an idiot lawyer. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, and I, I thought, I said, well, the best thing is to do is just start with a basic credit scrub, just um, – maybe update the personal information and don't go with any hyphenated names and just see what happens. And I'll make sure I keep you guys informed on what happens because it may be a situation. Oh yeah. Yeah. We would want to know, you know, when you, when you have a situation like that and you work to, you know, try and clear it up and uh, we'd love to get the feedback on, you know, what you do, what the result is when you do something, you know, because that's, you know, we all learn from that, and that's what we're here for, of course. Right, because even when you said four and a half years ago from Midland, you know, it may sound like a, a lifetime ago for most people, but if anyone has been on here since 13 or 14, you know, you get a little glimpse of what's been going on for the past few years. So, Yeah, we've been out here it. since spring of 11. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been doing this yeah. since spring of 11. Right. Does the other individual with the same name live in the same state as you do? Yeah, it, yeah, John, it's it's crazy. Yeah, she's um she stays in the same state, um, same, in the same city. city. Yep, the same city as well. Oh man, and oh, that's a problem. Yeah, and like does every your, time, like does your fiance use her middle name in all her credit transactions? Do you use your middle name in all your? I never do. No, she says she never does. Sometimes yeah. when you do that, it provides a differentiator. And, um, you know, instead of being Dave Mack, if you were, you know, Dave Douglas Mack or, you know, whatever middle name we want to attribute to him tonight, um, <laughs> you know, it, w- it would make a difference between another name. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a that, good point, John. That could be helpful yeah. regardless of whether she uses a married name. And then the question is, if she uses a married name, does she keep her maiden name as a middle name, or does she use her actual middle name and then your last name? That's something that has to be considered. Once you've yeah. done that, she has to report the new you know, in For example, in the state of Florida, when someone becomes married, they, they don't necessarily automatically pick up the husband's name they have to elect to do it or they can do a name change the name change is a court order which is different than just a marriage license and then with that you have to change your driver's license your voters registration you have to notify social security to change social security medicare if you're older you know and you're already collecting on that you have to change all your bank accounts all your uh, credit accounts, all your mm-hmm. utility bills, you have to have everything match up. And in fact, your employer, you have to notify your employer. And once you've done all that, 
you know, once you get like your driver's license and some other things updated, and especially the credit card companies, you need to contact the credit reporting agencies and send when you contact credit reporting agency, you can send them a copy of your um, updated driver's license. And then when if you dispute your old name, they're going to contact, you know, that's when they contact credit providers who report back information or when you update your address with a credit provider, they bounce that information off of the credit reporting agency. You'll see it show up on the report. So there's a lot of different ways to ping it, but I don't think it happens quickly. Yeah, it would take some time. And and instead instead of filing bankruptcy, if she's got someone's bad information on her credit report, why pay a lawyer to do bankruptcy where you can sue and get the credit reporting agency or the the creditor falsely reporting on your report? Get them to pay you. Yeah, yeah and that's what I was thinking because she was telling me how embarrassing and how frustrating it was. And I said, don't get embarrassed. You know, you could definitely get paid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, make, I, a note of, make a note of that. She's embarrassed, frustrating. Uh, she can't sleep at night. She doesn't have sex with you. All, all the stuff to, to back up your, her claims. Right. For actual damages. Okay. Okay. Seriously. Definitely. I'm not joking. Yeah, no, I'm not joking. No, no, I know. That's yeah. exactly I mean, what actual damages are. You know, that yeah. embarrassment. Embarrassment's huge. I mean, that means every time she goes and applies for a new, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue card or Macy's card or whatever, that and it comes back and that shows up, that she's embarrassed. She's humiliated in front of these people in the department store when she wanted to, you know, buy thousands and thousands of dollars of new stuff. Definitely. I didn't even, but, I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, yeah, you I, definitely want to think about that and, and make yeah, notes was, of all that, too. I will. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it's actual true information. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, you're not I, making I, up I, anything. Having right. to explain over and over and over again how she's the victim of mistaken identity and having people looking at you like, yeah, yeah, and I'm Queen Victoria. Yeah, yeah, right. you know, yeah. Don't give me that stuff. I know you're a deadbeat. You know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, well, that's another that. thing that. Terry just mentioned a victim of of uh, uh, you know mistaken identity. Well, you can make a police report too. Okay, you should. And that's, it's okay. damaging her. Okay, because I always ran into the problem here at my local districts where when I tried to make you know these type of reports, they would never take them. Um, the police report. The, the police report. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe did you go to the police station? There's, yeah, maybe I just have to be more assertive. There's a form you can get and download from the FTC or the CFPB. They've got it on there too, for okay. to report uh, I, mistaken identity, identity theft. Okay, which uh, it's a fraud affidavit more or less, and. That serves a purpose every bit as good as a police report. And all you got to do is fill it out and file it, and they and they will take it. Okay. Okay. Great. And, okay, I mean, great. if she doesn't want to deal with it, you probably – you know enough, you probably could find her a consumer attorney that actually sues on credit 
credit report stuff. They don't even know. Yeah, I, I think I'll do everything I can. To, um, there's some. There's some. You might have to stuff. educate the attorney on exactly what yeah, they're going right. to get it. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. It wouldn't be the first you know time. Because I, I just just to compliment you real quick, Terry. I, I mean, all of, all of the all of the all of the, all of the um, the videos. Well, not videos. What do we call them? Um, webinars. webinars webinars but one of my favorite ones is the um you know, all of them are great but my favorite one of my favorite ones is terry's uh what lies in your creditor report like just starting with the basics is, uh-huh. i think it was like in 2014 i mean because it's yeah. just so you know elementary because this stuff is not for anyone who's listening this is not complicated it's <laughs> right there in your lap so i mean the the bird is right there in your hand there's no sense of chasing anything in a bush it's and that's just one of my favorite ones that I revisit from time to time. So I just wanted to, you know, compliment you because I heard your voice. Um, yeah, but yeah, that well, thank you out. because that's that's really the goal going forward. You know, two three years from now, um, the the webinar, whichever one it is, and whichever one of us did it, our goal is always two or three years from now somebody comes to the group and joins the website and are as green as the grass and they don't know anything and they without whether we're still here or not they can go learn from that as well as they could if they were learning directly from us and that's our goal exactly and I, I greatly appreciate you Dave John I great, greatly appreciate you as well you guys are awesome and I haven't been on these calls in a while, and not to listen for a year and to jump back in and hear hear all you guys' enthusiasm and motivation is intriguing. It it, it, it like re- reunites the fire. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad don't to hear that. Kind of, don't you kind of wish we had public servants with that kind of attitude? Oh, mm-hmm. oh man. You don't ask for much, do you, Terry? <laughs> well, you know, I, I look, a girl can dream. Hey, that's what you're doing. <laughs> Pipe dreams. <laughs> Unfortunately, and I used to get a lot of. I used to get a lot of phone calls. Uh, I don't want to burn up the time, but I used to get a lot of, you know, phone calls, and you know, was really able to take advantage of the TCPA. Good. Uh, but it just, it just ceased. Like suddenly, I was like, Do these guys have my name? Do they know what's going on? You know, and they just start calling me. <laughs> like. Yeah, I made a lot of money off of uh, the TCPA. You know that might be time to change your cell phone number. Yeah, yeah, that would. Yeah, are you? You guys are still getting calls from time to time. I haven't got them. Well, I'm just getting started because I never had to deal with a cell phone until now, and I had to give it 30 days when my home number ported over to a cell phone. So now that 30 days is up. So yeah. I'm getting them. I haven't gotten debt collectors yet, right. but right. I'm getting a lot of telemarketing stuff, that kind of stuff. Okay, great. I'm glad someone is. Great. Okay, well, what I'll do, I, I'll keep you guys abreast in the next, you know, 45 to 60 days, you know, happens with the name change, and if that um, helps out, and hopefully our members will be able to take advantage of it as well. Well, uh, great. You know, you, we appreciate you know, it. That's Okay, congratulations on your upcoming marriage. Thanks a lot. Thanks. 
Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, Terry and John. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, it's, you know, there we go. There's somebody that's been with us, learned a lot, uh, benefited a lot, uh, stepped away for a period of time, living his life, and things come up. He's got a new wife-to-be, and she's got some issues, and he's diving right back in. And all the information is right out there, like Terry was saying, to go ahead and just jump in and study, even if we're not here. So, um, you know, that's that's why we do what we do, you guys. That's why we, we record all this stuff and have all these webinars out there. What, John? I wanted to tell you there's a, a couple of new people I've seen on the forum that are asking questions that are pointed, but they're new, so, you know, they're they're pointed but with a broad stroke and they really need to get on the call and ask questions and i've told them that on the form so if you're listening and you're new or even if you're not new and you're dealing with something and you've got a question please ask it because the only stupid question is the one you don't ask and someone was dealing with some discovery issues and you know they posted their admissions and some requests for production and it's in a credit card suit it was like for twenty thousand dollars and I was just concerned because they're like, well, I've only got a few more days to answer. And it, it's so simple that if you've denied the debt and put in your sworn denial and you've denied in your answer, if they're asking you, you know, well, admit there was an account. Admit there was it. Well, no, you deny, 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 deny. It's up to them to prove it. They're just trying to get you to prove it. Prove there right. was an account which you've said is not existent. And sometimes people have trouble wrapping their heads around that. And then they start saying, you know, please, ref- you know, ref- you know, admit that the document and exhibit A to the complaint is true and correct. Well, you know, no, it's only a copy of something that was filed in that could have been made up on your grandson's computer. You know, you don't know. So, um, but they need to, to, to really get to the heart of questions. People, you know, instead of just uploading a bunch of, stuff to the internet it's better you get on here and tell us what's going on and we can ask you a couple questions and you know sort through it in short order and and then we can we can in turn uh you know query you on certain things you know ask you questions about things to better tailor the information that we provide to you to deal with the issue you're dealing with and And it helps everyone else listening Something John just said a minute ago, uh, like if you, you are encountered with the question or admit that, uh, the, that the account existed, uh, what account? Yeah. What account with whom, when? Uh, no. How, here's the biggest problem that new people to this arena have the hardest time overcoming. And it's this misplaced feeling of guilt. Well, I know I had an account with Sears, and I know it had a balance I never paid. Well, so what? So maybe you did. But do you know that that's the account? Do you know that whatever amount this 
you know, disreputable junk debt buyer is trying to get out of you is even accurate? Do you remember to the penny what might have been owed on it? Do you remember any transactions specifically and when they would have occurred? No, you can't honestly say you, you remember any of that. If you feel like you owe money, truly, who do you owe it to? You sure don't owe it to a debt collector. I don't care if they're a debt buyer or a traditional collector. You can't possibly owe them any money. If you feel that you do owe money to someone, wouldn't you want to pay the person to whom you owe it or the entity to whom you owe it? So let go of that guilt. That has nothing to do with the debt collection arena. Nothing. The the thing that you got to remember, everybody, is when they come after you, if they sue you, the plaintiff in any case, whether you know, even when you're a plaintiff and you sue somebody, you have the burden of proof. When they sue you, they have the burden of proof to prove what they're saying is true. You don't have to give them evidence on a silver platter. You have to and you answer. don't want to. You do have to answer them, but you do not have to give them what they want. You got to understand it's they play it's a game that they play. They play on your emotions, they use subversive uh tactics. That's what they learn in law school. They don't learn the law. They learn how to deceive. They learn how to manipulate. They learn how to lie to the court and get away with it and many other unsavory things. A really good example of that, and, and, and that is just so glaring, Peter Strzok's te- testimony before Congress. Oh, boy, he had to answer a whole lot of questions, but he did not. He was artful at not giving them what they were after, or avoiding answering the question directly. You pay attention to what he did, and that is how the game is played by those lawyers. That's right. Okay. Well, you know, anyway, you know, for new people, please, please, please don't be afraid to come on here and ask a question. Don't think, oh, well, you know, I don't want to sound like some idiot. I don't want to sound stupid or this or that. Please, everybody keep in mind, we all started at the same place, knowing nothing about any of this. We all started knowing nothing. Less than nothing in some cases. The situation that John and Terry and numerous uh, members are in is we're just ahead of somebody in, in, in learning that is new. That's all. We've just been at it longer. It, but the whole idea of why we're here is to help those of you that are new, that don't have the knowledge. We learn from others. We learn through our own efforts of study. We learn through our own experience litigating. And we are here willing to share that absolutely 100% free of charge but you have to open yourself up. You have to ask the question so that we can 
give you the knowledge that you desire, that you need to deal with the situation you've got. So you can't beat the price. Right. And the there fact was another, here there was every another week. Member, there was another member, Dave, um, that um, was in the foreclosure section, and he was asking questions like, um, you know, I received a change of servicer notice. You know, I defaulted. I received a change of servicer notice, but I've been through the public records, and I can't find an assignment, blah, blah, blah. You know, they changed the server. That means they've changed the assignment. The only assignment that's in there is when, you know, right after the loan was made when it was assigned to MERS. And it's like, okay, well, you know, MERS is like a black hole, and the the loan goes into the black hole, and it doesn't come out the other end until maybe just before they file a foreclosure, maybe during the process, maybe after the final judgment. You know, MERS is just a nominee that's in there, and, you know, you might have your servicer change several times if you sue them, and, um, you know, that's you know, that's neither here nor there. You have to take other tactics of the whole thing. And then, you know, again, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, so we don't know if you're in a judicial state or a non-judicial state or where you are in this whole process. And, you know, with questions like that, they're better for the calls than the form. So if you're listening in, again, pipe up, the only stupid questions, the one you don't ask, that's why we're here. We donate a lot of time to pay back and to learn to help people, but you got to ask the questions. And um, we all started we all started at the same place. Yeah, we all Not started knowing. at zero knowledge. Yeah, I wish there black. were people like us way back then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I knew about this arena was a black hole back then. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, we encourage new people to uh, ask questions. I mean, like I say, got to admit the price is right. And it's not like we're a bunch of yahoos out here that read a bunch of stuff on the Internet, don't know anything about whether it's right, wrong, upside down, backwards, is going to put you in jail or anything else. We've litigated a lot ourselves. I mean, a lot between Terry, John, and myself, we've probably got the better part of 200 lawsuits in federal court between us. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that says a little something. It doesn't mean we're experts. It doesn't mean we're know-it-alls. But we're sure not some yahoos that just go read stuff on the Internet or hear stuff and spout a bunch of BS. No. We've got a lot of information, and we're willing to share it. But, you know, you, you've got to come and partake. We never ask. We never tell anyone to do anything, first of all. We never expect anybody to do anything. We never suggest doing anything, um, especially if we haven't done it ourselves and been there or, you know, someone on the team has we do not expect you to go out there and take uh, risks on theories of actions. We speak from experience and knowledge, not just, you know, uh, a bunch of patriot nonsense where, 
you know, well, we read this and we read that and we heard about these people who are doing this and that. And uh, no, I haven't done it myself, but I understand it works. No, that's not how we work. We would never do that. Yeah, we've so, had experience between us and other people on the calls with suing banks, uh, suing servicers, uh, yeah. suing suing uh, credit card companies, uh, lawyers, debt buyers, debt buyers, debt buyers, debt buyers junk debt buyers, uh, debt collectors, lawyers, and law firms. Yeah, and they all pay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've gotten uh, a number of checks that cleared the bank from lawyers and law firms. And credit reporting agencies. Yep. They got to pay, too. Yeah. So, you know, we uh, all we can do is put ourselves out here, and it's all up to you. If you need help, if you want to help, you have to speak up and let us know that you need or want to help. And if you don't, well... And I guess we can't help you. And there's another another component to it too. Don't be embarrassed about bringing up your personal uh, dirty laundry on this call or any of our calls in this group, because none of us would be here if we didn't have some of that laundry of our own in the beginning to deal with, whether it was actually ours or not, or how it got there or what our individual stories are. It is nothing to be embarrassed about because you are doing yourself the harm by letting that get in the way of you finding help. So don't be embarrassed about that. Uh, Whatever the story is, whatever the situation is, be upfront and honest about it and share with us exactly where you are, what has happened, where you are in the process, what has occurred so far, and how you might move forward um, from this point on because that's what we're here for. Well, you know, all we can say it over and over and over again, but, I mean, I, I think we've covered it pretty completely. The, the bottom line is if we're here for you to uh, ask for help, and if you don't ask for help, well, I guess you're not going to get any. If you <laughs> do, uh, if you do well, we'll do everything we can to try and help you. Um, and like I said, you can't beat the price. You know, it's not like, uh, oh, well, you know, we've got the special deal. It's a magic potion. This will get you out of trouble, and it's only $500. No. I think, I think it's safe to say that between John, Dave, me, Jesse, and God love him, Jeff, if we each had a nickel for every minute that we have volunteered and donated our time since 2011, We'd be wealthy. Yeah, we would be riding high and wealthy. Yes. We have thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hours that we have put into this collectively. Many thousands. And we don't get paid. And even the rest of the week, not just on these calls 
Oh, no, it's other emails that we get. Uh, I got several emails this week. and uh, Conferences, you know. we behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. How, how many, how many uh, conference calls have we had that have gone anywhere from three to five hours? Oh, my! I, I couldn't even begin to count. I don't. I couldn't even begin to guess how many. But anyway, we we're out here, um, and it's up to you to ask us. If you don't ask us, well, then I guess we can't help you. So, one more time, I'm going to say, if anybody has got questions or comments for us, star eight is how you put yourself in the queue. And when we run out of questions, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up because we're here to help people, and if we're not helping people, then we've got other things we can do. And we have a hand up from Florida. You have been unmuted. Go ahead. Hey, Hello, John. Florida. Hey, Terry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yep. Okay, good. My phone was... I had to change my, uh, my uh, headphone situation. Anyways, uh, my birthday is coming up tomorrow. Happy and birthday. Oh, happy and birthday. I, and I think I think yours is coming up too, Dave, if I don't remember. Mine correctly. mine is next Saturday and it's supposed to be about 106 degrees. <laughs> and and well, my, my my daughter's 30th birthday is today. Oh, wow. Well, it was hotter than the devil's breath today for me. Yeah. Oh, man, it's hot today. Um okay. I have a question. I've never heard any of these questions before, but I had a settlement. I'm the guy who settled that one with Albatelli Law, but they're giving me some delay tactics in the settlement. So uh, after I, we went to the case management right before the calendar call, before trial, you know, we reached the settlement agreement, you know, basically through email, and then I waited for the draft to come through, and the draft came through. It wasn't complete. So we've been back and forth with negotiations, but I'm like, okay, we had all that settled in terms of, you know, on the email, <clears throat> but it's been dragging and dragging and dragging. And I don't know if there was like a protocol or time that that uh, this thing should have been wrapped up by now, or what is my recourse for? Well, you put it, you, know, you put in a notice to the court, right, that you've reached an agreement, and and that you'll let the court know within a period of time, right? Didn't you do well, something like that? Yeah, we did that, but then, like a week after that, the judge just dismissed the case. You know, so I was judge like, "All right, can't well, dismiss I, without a notice of dismissal." The judge doesn't dismiss it because when you put in a notice of settlement, that's not the same as a dismissal. Well, yeah, I have to. You need to Anyways. take a look at that. But okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal, and we've covered this in the webinars, and I know it's frustrating, um, but when you arrive at a verbal understanding with the counterpart, you put the points of settlement in an email and you send it. Dear Mr. Abertelli, to recap our settlement, I've been including the five points that we discussed constitute our agreement. One, you're going to pay me, you know, $5,000. Two, you're going to pay, pay me by such and such date. Three, I'm going to stipulate only X, you know, and then Y and Z. So those are your five points. And then you send it. That's all you have to do. They don't have to agree to it or anything. It's the first person who sends it off saying this is what we agreed to. Unless the other side objects to it, 
they've agreed to it. Okay? Paroling, parole agreements in Florida are enforceable. It, it's not subject to hammering out a written settlement agreement. It is what you agreed to and all the rest is foot dragging. That's all it is. And you can sue for breach of contract if they've failed to abide by the agreement. So my question to you is, after you reached your settlement, did you send them an email and recap the points that you agreed to? Of course I did. Yes, I did. Okay. So they they did not. Right. They said no problem, but did they include all those in the settlement agreement? No, that's why I kept. I said sent, I sent it back, and I said I'm not signing this till the other stuff that was included in the email, and I reiterated again in the email needed to be in there. And then it was like, sure, no problem. I'll get one of my paralegals, you know, some kind of excuse, or I'm the clients. I'm waiting for the clients. This and this and this. You know, so it's been going on for a little bit too long, in my opinion. But at first, you know, that's those excuses. That's why I told them I'm not going to make a settlement agreement. You're going to pay me, or or we're going to do, or we're going to do the dance. You know, when I get the check, that's when I'm going to put the thing in. And uh, but you know that doesn't help you any. So um, the the situation then is you really need to like take a look at your docket and see what you filed in for the notice of settlement. You know, notice of reaching a settlement and see what the judge put in in their final order. Because they might have said to close the file, but they haven't completely closed the case out. Um, okay. you, may, you may be able to reopen your case then and just tell, tell the other side that, you know. And, and, and the other thing that I've done with, in these things before is when they send me their draft, I just retype it. And I don't send them an editable version. I make the changes in a Word document. If it comes in a PDF, I extract it out of PDF into a Word document. I make the changes, and then I print it to a PDF, and I send them that. And if they don't like it, you know, you know, they, it's their problem for having to fix it. But I've I've provided them with what's acceptable to me, right? And what I've included in my email. And if they don't like it, they're going to, you know, then fine, we'll reopen the case. So you might need to make that extra effort to, to retype the document the way you want. All right, I'll have to do that. But I, the, the thing is, I've got, yeah, I'm going to look at the docket again on the other case, but I have also still have the other case that I have against them open. So I have that. We, we were doing a global settlement, so for all three cases. And at this moment, only the one case was supposedly closed. But um, I'm just thinking well, I can't believe they'd be that stupid because we, I've already got an email and it's you know back and forth. But just it's like I don't know if there was like some kind of protocol of time that. that no, uh, no, they're just jerking your chain. When I started my dance with them. And and the question of would they be that stupid? And Jesse kept telling me they're idiots, they're idiots, they're idiots. And okay. it took me like two and a half years to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Because they're hiring you know, new people that don't know, and they're sloppy and messy, and you know they're they're one of those mills. 
you know, so they're not on top of stuff. This is precise litigation in federal court, and they're not on it, and they're sloppy. You know that. The guy, the secretary filed the wrong stuff in and all the rest, and if you really want to get it settled, you either have to retype the thing the way you want it yourself, or you need to or you could do both and use one as leverage on retype it with what you want and say, either agree to this and give me a check or I'm reopening the case in federal court. And I'm going to sue you for breach of contract in state court. Okay. State court for breach of contract. Okay. Yeah. Your contract yeah. is enforceable in state court, not federal. Right. 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 Good point. Okay. But right, if, if it was dismissed in the federal court retained jurisdiction over the case, you can still sue in state court, but they have jurisdiction over the over the settlement agreement. <laughs> you've got you know you've got a lot of avenues to really you know poke them a lot more, make it even okay. more ugly. All right, I'm gonna give that some thought. He was assuring me that this ju- week he's gonna get. But I have my doubts. I, I doubt it too. And 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 the judge already knows they screwed up with stuff and didn't prepare things and filed the wrong stuff in, and you were helping them to get their stuff done and they still screwed up. So you've got that. You've got that as an advantage right there. And um, so you know if they're completely, in, you know if they can't even, if they can't even, if they have a case settled in verbally but they can't get the paperwork together to close it. They're just wasting the court's valuable time and limited resources dealing with stuff that they should be able to deal with because they have a bar license. Yeah, they've already demonstrated their incompetence to the court. Yep, yep. Okay, I guess I'm going to dwell on that a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyways, on a good note, I, I filed my amended complaint on the FCRA case sometimes, so I good. haven't heard anything on there, so everything seems to be good. I was able to introduce two pertinent points of fact, you know, in addition, you know, in addition to taking some of the economic information and belief or the speculation that the judge didn't like. But right, and I've pretty much cleared that up a little bit with some actual facts. You know, there you go. And I mean, I don't know. It's not a summary judgment, but it's it's definitely uh, how they're going to get around that. Um, just out of hindsight, would would it have been advisable at that time? I can't do it now, of course. But would that have been a good time to maybe put an affidavit in at the same time with that amended complaint? No. Okay. No. No, but what you can do is make it a verified complaint. Yeah, too late. Now, yeah. Yeah, you could have made it verified, but yeah, generally you don't put an affidavit in with a complaint because a complaint is just allegations. It should survive Twombly and Iqbal on its face and uh, then go forward with testimony later. Well, we got a lot of noise there in your phone. Uh, yeah, it's, it's highway noise. I'm driving. My tires are making noise. New construction on the road. I apologize. Um all right, well, that, that was all I had right now, so I'll get off the phone so somebody else can get on there. I'll all righty. guys later. Thanks a lot again. Thanks again. Okay, you're very welcome. Bye-bye. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Happy too. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. All right, let's go to guest 10. 
I'm going to try and unmute you here. There we go. Guest 10, you're unmuted for your question. Go ahead. Hi, Dave. Hi, Terry. Hi, John. Everybody listening. Hi. It's, it's Penguin a, Man. It's, it's Penguin Man up here in sunny South Dakota. <laughs> um, just hanging out with the penguins. I uh, I just have a really quick uh, question. Um, I just kind of wanted to bounce off of you guys. I uh, I think I told you, oh, I don't know, a week or so ago that I had one of my um, alleged deaths had been uh, sold to portfolio recovery. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, was notified by Citibank that it was sold to them. Uh, but I just got a notice here, oh, like last week, uh, from portfolio recovery itself saying that they have uh, this alleged debt. <clears throat> so um, let's see, today is Monday. So I think it was like last Thursday. It's been a couple of days after I got uh, the notice from Portfolio Recovery. I, I got a call from them. And so just for the hell of it, I answered it. And um, they, you know, immediately say, uh, it was some woman and she said, my name is so-and-so, Jane Smith. Um, is this uh, Joseph Tedrow? And I said, uh, yes. And so she says, can you verify your the last four digits of your social security number? So I said, well, who, um, who am I speaking with, please? And she repeated her name again. And I said, well, who who are you representing? And um, she said, well, portfolio recovery. So I played stupid and I said, I said, what, what's portfolio recovery? And then they said, and then she said, uh, uh, well, I, I, I can really only speak with uh, uh, Mr. Tedrow. Are you, are you Mr. Tedrow? So I just said, I said, uh, Mr. Tedrow, he's not here right now. Uh, you want to leave a message? And then she just hung up. So um, I guess my question is, do I want to mess with these guys on the phone at all or, uh, or you know, maybe try to get a little information from them or is it better if I just ignore those phone calls? Well, once, once we find out who they yet? are, I'm sorry, both have of us were speaking. Yeah, have you received anything yet from them in the mail? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I received a notice uh, last week from, from Portfolio Recovery Associates that they have uh, this alleged death, and then it was a couple of days later that I did receive a phone call. Okay. But the notice so, that you so, got by mail, did it uh, give all the information, uh, the verification of who the original creditor was and this and that and so on and so forth? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, okay. Just a quick paragraph that they uh, want to let me know that they have the debt and uh, that the debt was received by, uh, was sold to them um, by uh, uh, Citibank and um, that they are, uh, uh, they'll be contacting me and uh, about uh, arranging payment schedules. And then, of course, on the bottom of it, uh, they uh, communicate that this is a, you know, letter from a debt collector. And it's all, uh, it's, nobody signs it, you know, it's all uh, right. No. probably. Okay. Now, you know what your first cor- course of action is, right? 
Oh, I sent those out already. The so, demand um, for validation. Yeah. 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 Okay. I I, I sent that out. And and you know, Joe, um, at, at least for me, once I once I ascertain who it is that's calling, mm-hmm. obviously what they're calling for. Right. That's when I that's when I tell them. I do not discuss financial situations or or matters over the telephone. You are not to call this number again. And if you wish to communicate with me, do so in writing only. Have a very nice day. That's the end of the conversation. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard you say that before on your webinars. Um, right. And then if they do continue to call, well, then you have a... Uh, uh, FDCPA and a, a TCPA. Well, well possibly, depends. not necessarily, it, possibly. Yeah, yeah, because if you're on a if you're on a landline, they can call for that purpose. Right. Uh, uh-huh. If if it's a cell phone, um, and they're using an auto dialer, it doesn't matter what their purpose is, pretty much. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but you do have to officially tell them to knock it off. And then after okay. that, if they keep if they keep calling, like I went through that with uh, with Midland back in the day, um, I would answer it every time, answer it, count to three, and hang up. I wouldn't say a word. I'd just hang up because the uh, the phone records from your provider or your phone company is not going to log the call and show up in the records if you don't answer it. Okay. Yeah, I remember you guys talking about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's kind of what I thought, um, but I just wanted to uh, kind of get uh, bounce that off of you guys again and see what you thought. So, uh, yeah, I'll I'll uh, if they call again, I'll call. I'll I'll tell them to stop calling the number. I just don't discuss you. financial matters over the phone. Uh, send me something right. in writing. Goodbye. Okay. All right. And please stop calling this number. Okay. But they right. they they sent you a letter and you and you sent them a debt validation letter, correct? Yeah, the next day. <clears throat> okay. And so had they received the debt validation letter by the time they called you? Well, that's a good question. I don't know. Well, um, you need to find I'll have to, to check find the out because the other thing was the lady said who she was calling from. Right? Right. After I asked her. Any idiot. Well, it doesn't matter whether you asked her or not. Any idiot can type in the name of the company in in a uh, in a browser, as we always tell people to do, and find yeah. out what they are. Okay? Right. So it was a call directed at you, and they're a debt collector, and they failed to, you know, make any disclosure or anything. In fact, she said her name, right? Yes. She said her name, and then she said your name, and then she asked yes. for your personal and confidential financial information, the most sacred thing of all the government provides you, or the quasi-government does, your Social Security number. Right. And, you, you know, now when people come here to the U.S. and they get a Social Security number, new people that come here, it comes with a warning that they tell you whatever, whatever happens, you know, memorize your number, but 
you know, put it away safely. Don't give it to anyone. Don't show it to anyone. And she's calling asking you that on the phone. Yeah, these are people who want to blackmail you for money and have you give them your social security number. And she did not she did not give you the mini Miranda. I, I have to tell you that I'm calling on behalf of Portfolio Recovery and this is an attempt to collect a debt. Did she well, that's I, correct? I did not I, I never verified that I was No, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, okay. It's no, not, it's not your it's not your problem. What we're getting at is you need to sue them now. Okay. Now, this is you've got a cause of action for, against them right now for what they did. Yeah. Great. Okay. This is what we've been telling you for a long time. You can get all the other stuff that you're getting put together and all the rest, yeah. you know, but you don't want to have some default judgment against you just because you're, you know, uncollectible. You know, maybe they mess with you, maybe they don't. But here's your opportunity to strike first. When you see that pretty little snake that Terry was talking about earlier sitting there, you don't reach out. You know, if you go to reach out and pet it, it strikes you first, and then you don't do it again, do you? And that's what you want to be is a snake and strike first. You've been laying in wait, waiting for them to come. All right, I'll get to work right on it. When they did not provide the mini Miranda when they called you they violated the FDCPA open yeah they went right to asking for your personal financial information without doing so and if and if they called you and the letter had already been received they made an additional action towards collection prior to uh, validating validating yeah let me when you got that phone call, was that after yeah. you already debt validated him? Yeah, that was yeah. John's uh, question. But yeah. he he sent the debt validation. I think they were only several days apart. He's out in, in uh, uh, South Dakota, and they're in uh, Virginia, so it's going to take mm-hmm. a, probably at least a week for a certified mail to get there. Uh, well, well, I'm guessing. There's another point, and that is that first, wait a second, that first letter that they send you, they're supposed Uh to wait 30 days before they attempt to collect. So we're assuming that they mailed you the letter and you responded promptly with your debt validation letter. They probably weren't within their 30 days to attempt to collect also, which is another violation. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, the call yeah, was overshadowing. I uh, I remember I sent that um, request for validation out last uh, Wednesday because I knew that they would get it uh, by last Friday. So I know they had it uh, no, last no, Friday. No, 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 you don't 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 make that assumption for where right. you are to them in Virginia for them to get certified mail in two days. I think. Uh, I think is almost impossible. Well, then they probably didn't get it until today. Yeah, you you want well, you want to check the USPS. Don't make that assumption because I think it's an erroneous one. Very honestly, okay, it All doesn't right. move but that even fast. Even then, look at the date. Look at the date on the original letter they sent you, and they shouldn't collect. They shouldn't attempt to collect for thirty days. Yeah, the date is the date on the original letter is July three. 
Um, okay, so 7, so, 14, 21, 28, 29, 30 oh, would that's be the August 2nd. Yeah, that's the date on the letter, but he didn't get the letter until probably the 7th or 8th. Correct. Yeah. Well, so my I, point I, is, they I made a note like two weeks after mailing the letter, or less than. Yeah. That's an overshadowing. Exactly. That's a violation. Yeah, I, ma- I made a note on the uh, envelope uh, uh, that I received it on the 10th okay. of July. Now, so I, Joe, I received it. Yeah, Joe, did you write on the envelope? No, no, no. I, I used one of those sticker tabs that oh, you guys talked about. Oh, thank you. Okay, very good. Yeah, never write on the any, any correspondence you get or the envelopes or anything because you're spoiling evidence if you do that. That's for everybody right. out there that's listening. Use sticky notes, make a photocopy, and make notes on the photocopy or whatever, but never, ever write on a letter you get from somebody or on the envelope or anything because that's all evidence, and you spoil it if you write on it. Yeah. And and let's yeah. let's 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 ask one more question. The lady called and she said her name and you right. and 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 she said she was looking for so and so, right? Right. And yeah. then you asked who she worked for and she said portfolio management okay. or portfolio okay. recovery. Okay. Portfolio recovery and then you and you asked what it was in regard to and then she said what? She asked uh, if I was uh, the uh, person that she was trying to contact, uh, and she wanted me to verify the last four digits of my Social Security number. And, of course, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. So I said, uh, he's not here right now. Would you like to leave a message? And she hung up immediately. Okay, well let's 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 extract this back. Now this is just for an exercise for people that are listening. Most people without using Google know what a portfolio is. You know, the you know you're you're an employee of a agency and you probably have a retirement account and if it right. invests in stocks, you call that a what? A portfolio? <laughs> you have a portfolio of stocks. Okay. Yeah. And recovery in essence, when you look at the FDCPA, you know, recovering a car, which is, you know, where they come and grab it in the night, is considered debt collection. Okay. So their name mm-hmm. says they're debt collectors. Whether they want to admit it or not, you could argue it. That the average right. idiot could figure out they're a debt collector from their name. It just the, the word that, recovery implies that something has been lost, stolen, or misappropriated from a portfolio. That's correct. Right. That's correct. It's implicit in the name what they're doing. They're calling to recover something from a portfolio that's probably money. Okay. And they wanted to speak with you. So so the communication was directed at you. And yeah. They requested personal and confidential financial information, so they didn't request location information. They weren't verifying a location, which is a permissible purpose of the phone call. They were they were asking personal information, and they wouldn't give any message because either they knew that they were in violation by what they had already said, or 
it's implicit in them hanging up that it was financially a debt collection call. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of stuff to work on there um, that, you know, whether they try to dismiss it or not, if you really doctored it up good, you could make a complaint that sticks. I think you've got enough to make more than one count that'll stick, whether the date matches up or not on your debt collection letter. And once you get them into federal court, it's going to really take the wind out of their sails on any collection or having any attorney contact you. Because once they, if you can get it filed in quickly, if your goal is to stop collection effort against you, if you can get it filed in quickly before an attorney takes the case for them, the attorney's going to go, well, this guy's a snake. We don't want to get bit. We're not fools. You know, if the if the law firm is screening the cases that they take, some law firms just take everything they get thrown at them. And if that's the case, you'll make money off of them, too, because once you sue them, portfolio, you know, they've they're already on notice that the debt is disputed. The fact that you sue them in federal court just amplifies the fact that you're disputing the debt. Okay, and then you then. If they go to hire an attorney or a debt collector, which the attorney would be, they have a duty to disclose to that party that the debt's already in dispute. As soon as the attorney makes any effort to collect, which would probably be a letter first to try to get you to settle with them, if they send you a letter, you can immediately sue the attorney. Yeah. Before they do anything. Okay. All right. Well, so this when is- I write up this, when I write up this complaint, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, play back this uh, recording yeah. and uh, make uh, some uh, I'll make statements based on what you guys have been talking about. And uh, I think yeah, like you said, I should be able to come up with a pretty good uh, complaint. I think- I'll check the FDCPA uh, violations again too. Yep, frequently violated. FDCPA violations. Read over that list and sleep on it, and then the next day, you know, you'll be surprised what you can come up with. All right. Well, great. That, that's uh, I I uh, was uh, didn't really think that I had a uh, a lawsuit yet, but I uh, definitely sounds like uh, like you said I've got several things there I can make claims against. So yeah, I'll get work. She was calling to right tell away. you they had money for you. She was calling to tell you they had money for you. It was money calling. Yeah, well, that's what they said, portfolio recovery, and they apparently found my portfolio and wanted me to have it back. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. It was a cha-ching call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boy. I wish. All right, well, yeah, yeah. thanks again, you guys. And, um, you know, just to kind of, uh, just to give a, a quick opinion about what you guys were discussing. Um, I, you know, you guys are, are really uh, uh, just a godsend, and I, I, I just can't, uh, you know, ever really thank you guys enough for, for, the, for the time you guys have given, uh, you know, to me and to everybody else. I mean, uh, I didn't, uh, I've listened to a lot of different, uh, you know, debt uh, collection, uh, services and and uh youtube videos but uh boy when i found you guys 
so it's just absolutely no comparison. I mean, you guys are so sincere, and, uh, you know, you're not trying to push some sort of a, of a you know, book or some sort of a, uh, you know, buy this bundle and we'll show you how to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I just I just want to thank you guys again. Um, We're not about the I, money. I, We're about helping people. I know, and that's pretty rare nowadays. Yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's very true. Un- yeah. you know, unfortunately. All right, guys, I'll get in touch. But we, we do ask that you pay it forward. Oh, yeah. Well, I uh, I hope uh, that uh, uh, in about a month, you know, I'll, I'll be putting in the uh, the friendly judgment lien. And if that all goes well, I'm I'm certainly going to get on and and tell everybody how that went, and uh, and hopefully uh, that will uh, spur some other people to do it because I just think that's uh, just a wonderful uh, strategy to use for protecting yourself. And um, I I hope I can uh, if I get it done correctly. <laughs> and uh, well, that's- uh, that's what it's all about for for those of you who are new and new to this whole arena and new to this group and new to the whole thing. The only thing we ask in return from anyone for what we do is that when you succeed, go out and find somebody who was in the same boat you were in when you found us and help them get where you are. That's what we ask. Yeah. You get forward. Yeah. Well, and and also, you know, uh, I I filed I filed one lawsuit since I started listening to you guys, you know, and I an FDCPA, you know, and I got I got a fourteen hundred dollar judgment against that against them, and so that more than paid, you know, for uh, you know the the monthly fee for your for your for your web service. So I mean, right there, I know it's such a simple thing to do, you know. I mean, so right there, you know. If I stop right now, you guys have already given me back um, a lot. <laughs> so um, anyway, I'll 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 get off unless somebody else talks. So uh, and I'll I'll keep in touch. So thank you very much again. All right. That brings up a good point, though, Dave, that I would like to mention for everybody, especially people who are new and people who are new to the website. Uh, Dave, John, and I, uh, we have nothing to do with the running of the website. We have no in, no uh, ownership interest in it or any control in it whatsoever. So, yes, we do contribute. To right. it, We're contributors uh, only. But but we have nothing to do with the daily operation or the memberships or anything like that. So when you have problems, please don't email one of us about it. You need to email the webmaster at, uh, at at the website, and you need to talk to them about it because we truly cannot help you with it. Yeah. It, all you got to do is go down to the bottom of the page, any page there, and go to the Contact Us link and just click on that and send your email to uh, Gary, the webmaster. Because we, you know, we can't solve any problem for you. We don't have anything to do with it. Uh, so, you know, we we contribute material. Uh, you know, do we have access to get in and, and get the information in there? Well, yeah, but we don't have access to anything operationally on that, and we have no you know ownership or financial interest in it. So, you know, 
it's just understand you know who we are what we do what connection we have and you know let it go at that okay okay we need to remind people of that from time to time because oh, I yeah. started getting emails from new people. And uh, especially with memberships, I, I do hook people up, help right. to connect you with someone that may want to share a membership. But that's just me being a switchboard. Yeah, um, that's just putting yeah, one person in contact with another. It's got nothing to do with the yeah. website itself. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to go to northern Louisiana. You have been unmuted. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Dave? Doing good. How are you? Uh, um, I'm a little, I'm a little, a little bad. I just wanted to let you guys know that, uh, I don't know if you remember Indra Mahabir. Say that again. Indra Mahabir. She was the young lady that, uh, she did the, uh, she had a son with the with the call deal. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to let you guys know that she passed away. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Doggone, oh. she was a go getter. Yeah, and unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, before she could complete her situation with Midland, uh, she had she passed away uh, a few days ago. And uh, I had a question for you. Uh, is there any kind of way I can uh, take up her lawsuit for her? No. No. No, there is not. I'm so sorry. She will be so sorely missed. Oh, she was yeah. such an asset to this group. Yeah, the you know, she was just a, a bulldog, I mean, going after this stuff and everything. But yeah, unfortunately there isn't anything you can do taking over the lawsuit. She uh you can't you can't replace someone else, uh as far as a cause of action. Because anything even, anything she even, had was hers. Even as a husband? Even as a husband. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. with the court system, that's how that works. Unless yeah. you had been part of the case already. Yeah, right. and, see, and, and see, TCPA, uh, TCPA uh, a case does not survive the death of a plaintiff. Somebody can bring in. In fact, in this whole Midland deal where we've, you know, that I'm in with all my TCPA stuff. There have been two plaintiffs in that that have passed away since this started, mm-hmm. and the, their estate doesn't won't even get the benefit of of anything out of it. Literally, when the plaintiff passes on, the 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 suit ends, the claim ends, and, and that's one of the reasons they like to drag it out as far as right, they do, right, hoping more of that will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but unfortunately, there isn't anything you can do on it. Okay, I was, I was just, I was just I'm really, I'm really not... sorry for your loss. Yes, I am yeah, so sorry about that. Yeah. She was such such a value to uh, an inspiration to other members. Big time. Uh, 
Yes, thank you very yeah. much. Uh, we could we okay. could use a thousand more people like her out here, believe me. We could yeah. use ten thousand more people like her out here. Yeah, she was a she was a little bulldog out of that for sure. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. Jeez. All right, it's too bad because I you know I was I wanted to champion it for but yeah, no, I I understand you wanting to do that, and uh, I wish you could. I really, really wish you could to carry it through yeah. on her behalf, and uh, you know, uh, get the a good end result. But unfortunately, that uh, that just ends with uh, her passing. Okay, I do appreciate that, but I will I will still be uh, involved with your group with the group. That's not a problem. All right. Well, if there's if we can do anything to help with anything, please let us know. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Oh man, I sure hate to hear that. Man. Oh, boy, that kind of takes the wind out of the sails, you know. It certainly does. Yeah, she had uh, she had cancer. Oh boy. We never would have known that she was. Ill at all? No, no. It, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was new to her, so she didn't know because there was really no, no real symptoms. And uh-huh. when, when she finally did go uh, to have it checked out, it was, it was basically colon, and it had metastasized to her liver. Oh, yeah, and that's never a good thing. No. No. Well, okay, I'm very I'm, sorry I'm, to hear I'm, that. That's just I'm sorry to bring bad news, but well, no, that's reality. Unfortunately, that's a dose of reality, you know, for all of us. You know, it's we're, uh, uh, you know, I mean, look at me. I'm going to be 71 Saturday. You know, I I know I'm not going to go on forever, and who knows what might come along and sneak up on me. I don't know. You know, I'm going to do what I can <laughs> while I'm here, and when the time comes. I'm, then I'm done. I don't. I don't want to be 150. No, no. thank you. No, no. But no. you know, um, as 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 difficult as it is for you, we really appreciate you bringing us that information. Yes, letting us know. Oh, jeez. Well, man, like I said, that really takes the wind out of the sails. Hmm. Well, you know, I don't see another hand up on the board. I'm going to ask one more time if anybody has a question or a comment uh, for us tonight. If you do, hit star eight, put yourself in the queue. Otherwise, we will wrap things up for tonight a little bit early here, and uh, then we will uh, let everybody get on and do whatever else they've got to do. And I'm not seeing anybody uh, come up, so... uh, We'll go ahead and wrap it up tonight. There is no call tomorrow, no uh, Blog Talk Radio tomorrow night. There is no webinar on Wednesday. So our next get-together will be Thursday night on Terry's call at 8 o'clock Eastern time. If you're not on Terry's uh, email list for some odd reason, send an email to queensongbird at gmail.com and say, please put me on the list, and she'll send a reminder out to you. So... uh, That will get you on the list so you can get the uh, call reminders for her when you get them. Write the information down. Do not think that you're going to get a call reminder from her every week. She doesn't do that anymore. 
so write that down, and then you'll also be in the list to get the other information she sends out from time to time, as well as the call links, uh, because her car, her calls aren't automated like TalkShoe is. Uh, she has to send out email out the link for the call recordings for her call. So that's the way that system works. But anyway, this is a short week. So I hope everybody has a good week. And uh, for those members, uh, post your questions in the forum and get your answers. And we'll talk to you Thursday night. And I hope everybody stays cool if you're in a hot place, stays dry if you've been in a really wet place. But I'm going to hibernate in here because it's supposed to be triple digits for the next 10 days. So I'm going to be inside. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Thank you, John. Thank you, Terry, for joining me tonight and helping out. And we'll talk to you Thursday night. Good night, Austin. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.